You are desensitized to pulling triggers on innocent lives because that's how we got here in the first place. These wounds sink deeper than the bullet your entitled hands could ever reach. Generations and generations of pain, fear, and anxiety. Equality is walking without intuition, saying the protector and the killer is wearing the same uniform. What's poppin', everyone? Welcome back. This is episode seven, Act Up. This is an activist edition, getting serious and getting real about justice. I do want to know that with how time has worked out and how my life is looking, this will be the second to last episode of the season. I was hoping to do 10, like I said, but I will have to end the season of Jumping Through Hoops with episode 8. And like I said before, come back hot with a season 2. Um, I have something really special planned for the last episode, and I'm so excited to share it all with you. It's very different from anything that I've done, and I've been working really hard on putting it all together. So... Look out for the promo on that one. It's going to be amazing. The episode will be out on the 30th of August. As for the contents of this seventh episode, I want to make it clear that I'm not an expert or ultra experienced activist who has seen it all and done it all, but rather I am just very dedicated to leaving this world a little bit better than how I found it. And I have seen and done a few things that have forever changed my perspective and force me to think even more critically about the kind of society that we live in and the kind of society that we all should be living in. And the things that I've learned go beyond what is common knowledge or knowledge that is easily accessible. They are things that you have to go deeper to understand, deeper like the South, for example, where I went to educate myself on what was not taught to me in the classroom and in the textbooks. I spent the summer before my senior year of high school in Louisiana, Tennessee, Alabama, and Mississippi, the homes of the civil rights movement. I was with the New York Times, and the entire experience was kind of like telling a story, traveling on the road to different places that hold history, that hold pain, that hold this country's truth. And I think the scariest, most alarming, most bone-chilling kind of fact that came as a result of that trip was realizing how racism is more alive than ever. To hear from real activists, Black men and women who have grown up in the American South their entire lives, who walked the same streets MLK did, whose ancestors were enslaved, whose narratives were often written out of the story, explain how they are victims of a system that was never designed to protect them, but rather designed to keep them down left me thinking about how much work is left to be done and how it is up to us to get it done. And let me just say that I think we are past reform. I think we are in need of desperate revolution. I think the systems and the institutions need to be revolutionized, not just reformed. I don't think that's enough. And I'll explain why. It was things like, visiting the lynching memorial in Montgomery and seeing the faces of my Black friends when they read their last names engraved in the columns memorializing those whose lives were brutally taken during the era of racial terror in this nation. It was a Black man telling me that as a little boy, he wanted to grow up to be an FBI agent, but soon realized that he did not want to be part of a system that helps put away people who look like him. 
It was attending a town hall meeting in New Orleans and hearing local activists expose how the mayor had been having secret meetings with white supremacists to reinstate four Confederate monuments and to implement a task force to do so that would be chosen by those same white supremacists. It was beginning to piece together how African-Americans make up 13% of America's population, yet are disproportionately charged for arrest, prosecution, and extreme sentencing in our justice system. And how one in three Black babies can expect to go to prison in their lifetime. That these numbers and these realities are rooted in America's history of racial injustice. And finally, it was a lawyer from the Equal Justice Initiative describing that even with her life's work being to confront the systems in place by exposing and unfolding the truth, prejudices, and biases that exist, we collectively, as a country, are centuries away from true progress and changing the mental landscape. I met many good-hearted people who spend their entire lives trying to make this world a better place for the marginalized, for the oppressed. People who grow food on farms and spend their days talking to kids like me, saying that we have a purpose and a reason on this earth, and that's to do better, to be better. People who try to bring light to cases that were undocumented during the civil rights movement and find those missing names of those who were killed by hate crimes. People who provided hormones at county jails for those who are transgender or people who try to help the transgender community by stopping jails from assigning inmates by their original birthed gender. People who are fighters, people who are survivors. This, this is the moment where I want to read part of a spoken word that I wrote while in Mississippi. As our trip was coming to an end, our group leaders wanted us all to create a final project that kind of encompassed our time in the South and represented what we personally took away from the experience. And me being a vocal and expressive person, somebody who finds value and worth in, in voice and in words, uh, wrote a spoken word. And that should not come too much as a surprise to you being that I do have this podcast and I love to speak my mind. So these were some of the reflections, excuse me, reflections that I had a couple of years ago. White women only, señoras blancas, no coloreds, Puerto Ricans, or Mexicans allowed. We serve whites only, no Spanish or Mexicans, no black people. These are the signs that represented the minds of those who couldn't fathom the thought of a diverse world. It's a sign. It's a sign that these racist and intolerant thoughts still linger our earth today, but we are too blinded by the little progress made to open our eyes to the bigger picture. Discrimination. Keyword, nation. We are a nation of people who, if we don't acknowledge the world for what it really is and choose to remain ignorant, we are only contributing to the problem rather than being part of the solution. A man who symbolized strength and heart said to me that even if you are not a person of color, you hold a responsibility to cultivate a world that helps, accommodates, and accepts those who are targets of oppression. Ignoring that responsibility holds us back from true progression and only being worried about what concerns you. Now that sounds like an obsession. Someone told me and my black and brown brothers and sisters that we are strong and that we are powerful and that we will go far but going far is so hard when these days the color of your skin is used as an access card 
Black is beautiful and Black is bold and that is the story that needs to be told. I heard that what sells is what is sold, so how about we sell this? Our lives begin to end the day that we become silent about the things that matter. So that was a little bit of what I wrote. And hopefully by now you are starting to get the message that what transpired in 1619, what transpired in the 400 years between then and now is all a web. It's all connected and the existing systems today are just a product of pre-existing conditions. Police brutality, mass incarceration, the school to prison pipeline, housing discrimination, medical racism, it's all here and they are all pieces to the bigger puzzle. Slavery is even alive by technicality in the United States Constitution. So think. Think about that. And this is why I personally found it so infuriating when I would hear people acknowledge the history and the present-day treatment of Black people and in the same breath condemn the looting that was occurring. Until you have walked a mile in their shoes, you own no right to tell a black person how to heal and how to respond. Until a knee is in your neck, until the color of your skin is the reason that you are denied the same opportunities granted to others, you own no right. And it is quite a sadness to see the uproar and the reaction to the statement that a black life matters. A fact that's simple, that's true, that a black life matters provokes this much hate and controversy in our world makes me sick. I am Dominican and I have black roots and I am proud to own that. There is Afro-Latinidad in my blood. Yet, I know that there are still so many realities that I cannot even relate to or fully understand myself. But I will do every single thing that I can do to uplift my people, but at the same time, uplift my black brothers and sisters. Amplify elevate, expose, dismantle, educate, and fight. Act up, (laughs) period. So I know that I got a pretty diverse pool of listeners. So whoever you are, make sure that you know where you stand in this conversation and in this movement and be a part of change. Clearly, I am talking about Black Lives Matter, but this goes this goes for, for women, for the LGBTQ community, for immigrants, for the homeless, for the environment, for the unseen and the unheard. If you have a voice, use that. If you got a platform of any kind, use that. If you got privilege, use that. For good, of course. And I know a majority of my listeners have Instagram, social media of some sort because that is how I promote my episodes and my videos and everything. So I know that you have information about BLM circulating your timelines and your stories and um, all the platforms that you use. So I know that you have resources on how to be an ally and activist in this movement at your disposal. So what I rather do and how I rather use my time is telling you to just do it rather than how to do it because I think you know how to do it. Google is accessible at the ready for you to, you know, learn more. And I know that you've been seeing a lot of information regarding that. So what I rather do is talk about an experience that changed my perspective and tell you about the things that I've heard from people who walk side by side John Lewis um, because I feel like that information is not always out there versus, you know, 10 ways to get involved is out there if that makes sense. So I'm here to tell you to do it, not how to do it, because I think you know how to do it. And this is me telling you to do it (laughs) and why. So 
we are the creators of culture. We get to decide what kind of society that we want to live in and the kind of society that we want our children to live in and even our grandchildren. So all I can do is put this out there and hope people listen and more so hope that it mobilizes others to act up and stand up against injustice. That is a power that I have. The rest is not up to me, but I thank you for seeing the promo of this episode, reading the description of this episode, and still clicking play because that right there is a step forward. So do not be afraid to rock the boat. Do not be afraid to be controversial. Do not be afraid to initiate an uncomfortable conversation or stand up for somebody else or call out a system or an institution. Don't be afraid to act up. And shit won't get done if we remain silent. People would always call me a disruptor my whole life. Somebody who stirred up the normalcy trying to fight against the system. And honestly, I live by that. I own that. I'd rather be somebody who makes a mess trying to get justice rather than somebody who is seen as easygoing but stays quiet in the face of injustice. I'm even breathing down the neck of my predominantly white high school, making sure that they are held accountable. And I already graduated, but I don't want the future students of color at Harvey to go through what me and my black peers went through. So be disruptors. Disrupt the normalcy and say everything that you want to say with your chest and say it loud. And I will see you all next week on the very last one of the season, August 30th. Be sure to tune into that one. And yeah, peace and love, everybody. We breathe the same and we bleed the same, but still we don't see the same. Be thankful we are God-fearing because we do not seek revenge. We seek justice. We are past.